This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, as always, for joining me and making this a part of your morning routines. Uh, thank you ever so much for everybody that's tuning in live. It's always appreciated on a Sunday morning, perhaps more than any other uh, that you've done so. So thank you for that. Uh, it's uh, very much appreciated. Uh, thank you, everyone, joining us live in the chat box. Uh, thank you for doing so. Uh, good morning to Sabre. Good morning to Black Shine. Good morning to Matt G. Uh, good morning to Stevie. Good morning uh, to Damien. We've got uh, Paul, Peter, Maximius, Alpha Dan, of course, Olu, Matt, Mr. Ree, Rich, uh, The Process, Leopold, Stephen, Nick, uh, Grant Nichols, Mubarak, Amira and Rob Paul. Thank you. And plenty more of you all as well. Thank you, everybody. Uh, for doing so. Really appreciate it. And uh, it's going to be, again, a slightly shorter show this morning because I'm currently, as you can tell from the surroundings, away uh, at the moment. I'm hoping that you can hear me more than anything. I know that the visuals have been quite, uh, well, they've been pretty poor. Um, but uh, thank you, everyone, that's making do for now. I hope that you appreciate the effort that goes into still putting on this show despite technically being on holiday. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Right, let's get on with today's stories, shall we? We kick off, uh, first of all, Arsenal's women take on Aston Villa in the WSL today. It's an opportunity for Jonas Eideval to get you know, a much-needed win. Um, really, really difficult start to the season, being knocked out of the Champions League, uh, losing, of course, on the opening day to Liverpool. And then there was a really positive sign as well um, because they obviously came from behind in the end to draw at Manchester United in a really important point, especially considering the context of a potential title race. So Arsenal will hopefully be able to get three points at the Emirates today. If you're going to the game, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic time. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Get down there if you can. I'm pretty sure there are still some tickets available. So if, you, if you're free on a Sunday get down to the Emirates. Maybe it's your first time going. Maybe you've not had the opportunity to go to the Emirates before. This is a great opportunity to go. So make sure that you get down there and support the ladies as they take on Aston 
Villa. Uh, Martin Odegaard has been speaking uh, about his um, kind of, well, he was asked specifically about um, where he's at with his time at Real Madrid because, you know, when he plays for Norway, he's often asked questions around just beyond Arsenal. And he was asked about why he didn't try to stay longer at Real Madrid. And he said, the time that I spent in Madrid was good. It was a positive phase, but I needed to play more. And I'm happy with the decision to leave and how things are going. If I had not played for Madrid, I would not have reached the level that I am today. Real Madrid is the biggest club in the world and the pressure is also the biggest. And I think that Martin Odegaard, as we all know, learned an incredible amount from that time playing in Spain. He moved there when he was only 16 and was probably thought of at the time as the first I suppose, 16-year-old wonder kid in a way um, because of how he rose to prominence in Norway and then went off on all these loan deals and even played at the senior level at such a young age as well. But uh, I think we all know, we can all agree that he's found his place and found his home in North London with Arsenal and he's doing incredibly well with us. And uh, whether or not he makes a move in the future, maybe he ends up getting interest from Real Madrid because of things going so well for Arsenal with him. But uh, for now... And after signing that brand new contract, he is going to be with Arsenal for a fairly considerable amount of time. Now, we need to have a quick laugh, of course, at Manchester United, who <laughs> who yesterday, of course, um, received news that it would not be uh, the Qatari investments that would be coming into the club. And it would not be the end of the Glazers' ownership. Uh, Arsenal will continue for now to play against the Manchester United side that are indeed owned majority-wise by the Glazers because um, Sir Jim Ratcliffe has secured or is close to, uh, um, I should uh, caveat that, is close to, according to reports, securing a 25% stake in Manchester United, which will be... I think probably not what Man United fans were hoping for. This was certainly the the outcome that they least wanted to happen because what it means, of course, is that the Glazers are still the majority owners of Manchester United. Um, the reaction yesterday was rather enjoyable from an Arsenal perspective to kind of just watch along and enjoy how Man United supporters have lost their minds over this situation. Um, but ultimately... It's, it could still have a negative impact on Arsenal because uh, I think Sheikh Jassim uh, is the uh, representative leading that, that Qatari takeover bid. Who knows where he could go with his money next? Could it be to Tottenham Hotspur? Could it be to somebody else in the Premier League? Could he look to take over another team that's not Manchester United? It's very possible that, that could happen. And Spurs look to be a team that could be a target for investment and could be a target for being taken over. You look at the brand new stadium they've built, of course. You look at the young players, the training ground. It's a, it is, despite all of our dislike towards Spurs, uh, a prime candidate for um, for taking over. That said, um, there's, Spurs, there's something about Spurs that's always going to keep them Spursy. But Manchester United have got this aura about them. They've always got this uh, thing about becoming or being the best team in the world, according to them and their fans. But uh, knowing that Manchester United will not get that significant backing or not get that huge amount of investment. Um, and instead, it will be, well, we don't really know, to be honest. We don't really know what is going to change with Sir Jim Ratcliffe coming into the, the club and how that will change spending. What we do know 
about Manchester United is that they've spent huge amounts of money already. They have arguably over-invested uh, massively uh, in, in a number of areas in the team and with certain signings. And it's not exactly turned out into success anyway. So money doesn't always necessarily guarantee you uh, that it's going to be a huge success in the long run. It's about how you spend it. And if you look at what Arsenal have done, yes, they've spent a lot of money, but they've spent it really, really well. And that's ultimately led to where Arsenal are today compared to uh, Manchester United, for instance. Now, our headline story of the day is an interesting one that came out uh, yesterday. And that's that Edu uh, has been to Brazil um, and he's been flying out to Brazil to meet with Fluminense. Uh, a post on the Fluminense website uh, read that we had contact with Arsenal last year when they welcomed us on our under-16 trip to England. Today, they came to get to know our CT and our work more closely. They were very impressed and praised our processes. And the boards, in addition to getting to know the entire structure of um, the Vale das Laranjenas, uh, followed a presentation of Fluminense's own training methodology, which is known as the tricolor DNA, or the tricolor uh, DNA, and was enchanted by the processes, values, and entire methodological, methodolog oh, here we go, methodological, that's the word, uh, curriculum of Zerum. Uh, not exactly sure what that is, but uh, they've enjoyed their trip there, it seems. And he says, and he spoke to um, the club and said, I really liked everything presented to us here. It's an impressive piece of work. The atmosphere at CT de Zerum is different. Um, and they said that there was the, the training complex was around 120,000 metres squared, uh, has in total seven fields, one of, the, one of which is an artificial grass a gym, a dormitory for 90 athletes, psychologically, psychologically, that's, again, not the right way to pronounce that one, uh, psychology and nutrition room, uh, physiology department, an auditorium, a cafeteria, a methodology room, a performance room, and the entire necessary structure to develop the football of athletes from the most complete training academy in Brazil in the best possible way, with Fluminense being the only large club in Rio with a specific CT for youth categories there you go lots of big words to get through um, but uh very interesting to see that edu is out there in brazil visiting clubs during this international break um fluminense of course do possess and have possessed a number of players that arsenal have had links with down the past but the player that i think of most of all most recently is a midfielder called Mateus martinelli not that martinelli but Mateus martinelli uh, a midfielder brazilian midfielder that was linked with arsenal i remember speaking about him i think early last year uh, whether or not there was any kind of scouting that went on during this trip um is it remains to be seen but uh, it is very interesting to see that edu did indeed travel out to brazil to see and uh, experience what fluminense have to offer for a long time we've been asking um kind of what arsenal would do specifically with a multi-club model and would they come up with a, a partnership with any kind of team in any nation and with Edu having his links out in Brazil it does make sense that it would be a club out there that's not to say that that's what this is it's just speculation about what the reason behind that trip was but it's interesting uh also is interesting I'm hoping is your question so let's move to part two and your questions right after I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, I'm just going to go back over that website for a second because some of those words I definitely should be able to pronounce. And for some reason, I struggle to ridiculously. Psychology, a very normal word that somehow I still managed to mess up. But... Um, Yes, the, uh, we've got the full name of the training ground or the structure of CT Vale Dallas uh, Laranieras, which is yeah a lot easier now I look back over it. But uh, I love this comment from Byron says, Tom is having difficult tally alley today, classic uh, pronouncing words. Uh, John says, I can't take long complex words this early on a Sunday morning either. Yeah, I think it's probably fair that uh, if we're going to mess up, it's going to be today. Uh, Jean says, is it a coincidence that Rodri and Kovacic are targeting Martin Odegaard? I'm actually really afraid for this night, not to lose to Spain, but for another horrendous tackle from Rodri against Odegaard. Yeah, of course, it's a really good point, Jean, that Spain do indeed take on Norway in a really important game for both teams in terms of their qualification to the European Championships because Scotland have done so well that they position themselves into a really strong position. They'll be hoping that Norway do not win this game because it would knock Scotland and Kieran Tierney's sides out of the running. Kieran Tierney is, of course, injured at the moment. But uh, let's keep an eye on things. If you remember that awful tackle, I think it was from Rodri, wasn't it, on Odegaard during that last clash between Spain and Norway. One to keep an eye on. Uh, Maxius, Tom, I'm 100% certain this happened much earlier. They waited until the international break to let it out. Else does um, Sheikh Jassim leaving uh, Sir Jim Ratcliffe coming in happen in the matter of minutes? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest, Maximus. It's very possible that that happens. You know, there are delays in how things and when things are announced. So it's very possible that this did happen a little while ago. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, when the whole thing gets announced. But sometimes there is a delay, of course, in things getting announced. But yesterday, uh, a lot came out regarding uh, the Manchester United takeover. So there's a lot of reporting on it yesterday, which is why we've discussed it today. Um, Hans says, hey, Tom, does your wife ever have a good say for good sake, Tom? We're on holiday. Stay in bed. Yeah, all the time. But I can't let you guys down. And it's only 20 minutes, you know, every single day in the morning. And, uh, you know, it's important, I think, to do these shows and continue the uh, the continuity of them. But uh, trust me, the rest of the days, full attention all the time. Uh, Joey says, uh, should we be more involved with the Colorado Rapids? KSE owned and could potentially be a great feeder program. Um I mean, to an extent, the Colorado Rapids have not been particularly successful in MLS for quite a little while. Of course, we did sign, um, uh, we we did sign, um, what's his name? Um, why is he for trusty? That's his name, Austin Trusty. We did sign him from uh, the Rapids in January of 2021, two? Um, yeah, 2022, because he spent last season on loan at Birmingham. 
and has of course now left on a, a full transfer to Sheffield United. Um, and so there is an element of linking there, but we've not necessarily had loads go on. We've not really um, seen players go on loan there. Of course, Jack Wilshere is currently in, in discussions as a potential candidate to take over there. We have had players come on trial from the Rapids. I remember Cole Bassett was one of those players. He came on trial at Arsenal for a little while. But our link is only really through, um, only really through the uh, the ownership. But there's not been too much. Uh, Ethan says, has the club said anything Zinchenko's posts? Uh, no, not as far as I'm aware, Ethan. I don't think there's been any specific response. We have seen Arsenal, of course, put out their own statement following what the Premier League put out regarding their own statement. But I don't believe that they've addressed what Zinchenko specifically posted. Uh, Darrow says, uh, you think playing Jesus at right wing excelling means Arteta is okay with a right-footed player playing on that side? I'm not sure. I think it was more needs must than anything else when Jesus played on the right. Um, and I think Arteta would prefer to have a left footer there. That's why obviously against Lawns, he brought on Fabio Vieira. He didn't you know, bring on Nelson and switch Trossard or play Nelson there or play Smith Rowe there. He played Vieira there. So I think ideally he would prefer to have a left footer, but it just happened to be in that game against City. He felt that it was the right choice um, to play with Jesus on the right. Um, Sabre says, who is in charge medically at Arsenal now? I've seen some, um, there's a lady during our first day videos, but not seen her much uh, on the bench. I'm not, I'm not sure who has taken over officially from Gary O'Driscoll. I know that there was a number of people that did some of the medical examinations of players during the summer that we saw in those videos um so i'm not sure um but it's a good question maybe i'll do some film digging on that one uh, van of duty says have you watched the beckham documentary yet? i can't help but feel sorry for him at times it reminds you of how brutal pro level sport is it's on my list um and the missus wants to watch it as well so we are gonna watch it at some stage but it's been recommended by a number of people that it is very good so i'm sure that we will at some point uh, get it down um Jörn says, uh, always love your shows, but know your aim for perfection is my name is pronounced with a Y, uh, not a big deal for me. A whole absolutely try my best to, to be better at that, Jörn. Um, Grantly Poos says, Tom, is there any truth in your linguistic challenges is due to excessive drinkly poos last night? It's not, and I didn't actually. I stayed up quite late to watch the fight last night, but uh, no, there wasn't really. It's been fairly chill, fairly uh, low level in that regard. And it's just, I'm just tired. <laughs> It's just up quite late, um, but uh, I'm hoping that it's all good. Um, Rob says, will Eddie have his first full England call-up uh, add to his value? How much does a cap add to a player's value in general? To be honest, I don't think it adds too much at all, really. I mean, you can say he's an England international, now, a full senior international, if you like. He can still actually represent other countries because it was only a friendly that he played in, but um, I don't think it will add too much it might create more interest which could indirectly affect the value but i'd be very surprised if it had a massive effect on how much that he's worth teams will know what he's capable of teams will know what he's he's capable of producing so no, i doubt that it will have too much of a problem or an impact on things like that uh, mahedi says which positional position center mid striker winger do we need to get to win the league uh, of course it'd be great to get all of those players uh, to win the league do i think that it's necessary to add all of those players to win it not necessarily i think i'd love to add another winger to just add some depth into the right wing position in particular 
central midfield I'd love to see us go for. And then in the summer, I think a, a striker makes the most sense. I just don't see a viable striker option that's the right player to go for to invest and to take up that really important spot in the squad in January. I could be wrong. Maybe there's somebody I'm not thinking of right now. But I do think that a striker, I do, I do think a winger and a centre midfielder might be the way forwards. Uh, Joey says, I'm playing golf today, Tom. Wish me luck. It's not uh, a ridiculously number of hours round like you've played. Well, good luck, Joey, and I hope you have a fantastic round. Uh, John says, how much is Eddie worth in the market? I think we talked about this the other day. I think, you know, 25 to 30 million pounds, I'd be really happy if we could get something like that for Eddie and Ketia. Whether or not that we do is another question, um, but there you go. Uh, Ant says, Tom, if Timber had got another, uh, had not got injured, who would you have lost? Uh, who would you have seen losing their place to him in the starting eleven? I think that he would have rotated a little bit with White. He would have played into those Zinchenko sometimes. He could have even played in midfield. I don't think there's a specific player that he would have taken over from. He was starting games at left back quite often, so maybe it would have taken longer for Zinchenko to get into the team. But I don't, I don't necessarily see a specific player losing their place for Timber. I think that we've got lots of options. I think we would have rotated a little bit more. Um, and that would have ultimately been where we probably would have stood on the timber thing. Gutted that we lost him because he could have been a really, really big asset for us. Moving forwards, um, Viraj says, what do you think about Santiago Jimenez? I think he's a fantastic talent and one that we should keep an eye on and certainly hope that Arsenal are as well. John says, I'd like to bring in Neto for a battle with Saka. So would I. And Matt says, if you could add any player from Arsenal's history into the current squad, who would you choose? Thierry Henry. Um, I think it's a fairly obvious answer. You know, striker is a position that I know a lot of people want to see a world-class player added to. And I know it's a really boring, hardly hipster-type answer, but it has to be. It has to be Thierry Henry. I mean, it just makes the most sense, doesn't it, to bring him in for that striker position. So I think it would absolutely be the king. Um, but thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's an absolute pleasure to do so. Um, sorry for the slightly shorter show, as always, but uh, it's going to be like this for one more day. Of course, we'll be doing one more show tomorrow, um, and then it'll be back to the usual schedule programming. Apologies for the slight issues in pronunciation. It's been terrific. It's been tired. It's been a long weekend, but uh, hopefully we'll be back to usual, back to normal stuff tomorrow. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here. Those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Have a fantastic Sunday. Chill, relax, stay safe, stay well. And if you're going to the Arsenal women's game, have a fantastic time. Well, let's hope for a big three points. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.